Yo. Yo, can you hear me? <clears throat> I can. Awesome. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. I can hear you as well. <clears throat> well, not sure how big the audience is going to be on a Tuesday night, but we're basically, uh, we were going to do this pod no matter what, so we wanted to give you guys the option to listen live. So those of you that are going to join in, those of you that are in now, uh, thank you. It's been a while since we've been since we've uh, just been consistent with the pod. And I just want to preface it by saying thank you for continued support regardless. And uh, I've just been really busy. Brad's been busy. Uh, the connection has just hasn't been there. Um, but every time we can talk NFL, we love to do so. Um, and it's the draft this week. So uh, I've already made it very known that uh, if New England doesn't draft a wide receiver, I'm just going to burn the whole facility to the ground. So um, I'll get that out of the way. Um, but Brad, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and kick us off with whatever you wanted to talk about. Yeah, guys, uh, again, thanks for popping in. Thanks for listening. Just before we get to the draft where, uh, Jeff's going to start us off, we're just going to alternate picks. So if your team has an even, um, look forward to being upset or happy with me. If your team's got an odd pick, uh, we're not predicting trades here. Obviously those may or may not happen. Um, some teams I maybe look for, uh, to trade up. Um, Chiefs have two picks back to back late in the first round. Do they use one or both of those to move up if there's a certain wide receiver um, that that they really like? Um, They could use that position after Tyreek Hill left. Um, The Green Bay Packers need a wide receiver. They have 22 and 28. Um, So, I mean, there's a couple teams towards the back end that can move up if their guy that they may or may not want is there. Um, And getting to those teams that have two picks. as long as trades don't go through, um, if all picks stay the same, we will have an NFL record on draft day. Um, the previous record for teams having two picks in the first round was six teams. It's been done four times, 1973, 74, 89, and 2020. This year, there are eight teams that have two picks in the first round. The Lions have two and 32, Texans with three and 13. Jets with four and 10, Giants five and seven, Eagles 15, 18, Saints 16, 19, Packers 22, 28, and Chiefs 29, 30. Jeff, what do you think about that? Um, the, the thing that I've taken most away from the teams with the multiple picks is who can afford to get back down to one. And you already kind of touched on it, Kansas City. Uh, I also think Green Bay potentially fits that category too. Um, a team that consistently wins has good quarterback play. They're looking for one explosive piece, not two um, contributors. You know, they're looking for that go get guy like the Bengals got uh, last year um, with Jamar Chase. So if it obviously you, you you look at the New York teams that are in the top ten, they occupy forty percent of the top ten picks. I don't like the Giants or the Jets to really get rid of those picks. I think they're not good enough to do that. I think they both have to kind of stand pat and draft best available stud player. Yeah. um, I I kind of agree with you there. Also keeping it local, the lions who have two and 32 also have 34. So the lions have three in the first 34, which is something that if they keep the second pick, they may look to package 32 and 34 to move up in the first round again for their second pick. Um, With that being said, bears, Browns, Colts, 49ers, Rams, Dolphins, Broncos, Raiders, all left out in the the first round this year unless they decide to trade up. But just a little fun thing, there will be 18 picks by the NFC and 14 by the AFC. Just a little nugget there for for what teams are going to be going. I did take the – I did see that, and I've actually been thinking about that. So if you think about it, um, this offseason has been absolutely bonkers. But the one conference that's been probably more active would be the AFC in the arms race that is the AFC right now. And, uh, you know, much was made about how weak the NFC was going into the offseason with Rodgers potentially wanting to leave it, Brady retiring for a cup of coffee. It's like, wait a minute, are the Rams just going to run the table in the NFC again? And now all of a sudden you get the names popping up. But it is interesting that the AFC basically said, screw the draft. Let's let's just go out and acquire all these these players. Obviously, Devontae Adams moving, Tyree Kill moving, Russell Wilson moving, um, and I'm forgetting some, and I apologize. But yeah, 
those 14 from the AFC, um, six of them are double picks. You have the Texans, you have the Jets, and you have the Packers, or the Chiefs, excuse me. So six of those 14 are by only three teams. So the AFC really is, you know, does have quite a few teams that are left out. I mean, Browns, Colts, Dolphins, Broncos, Raiders, all AFC, not even drafting in the first round. Yeah. So, uh, man, are we are we ready to get this underway? Yeah, uh, Andrew, Jen, thanks for stopping by. Uh, just a quick rundown before we go one last time. Uh, Jeff will be starting the draft here any minute, and he will be the first pick. I will be the second. We will rotate so on and so forth. We are not predicting trades. That just gets mm-hmm. a little bit too hectic. So we are just going to um, go back. With, oh, Andrew, my rival with the Lions. He's the Lions are back. <laughs> It's just so much. Let's get into it, though, Jeff. Jags are on the clock. What are they doing? Yeah, you know, the Jags last year pretty much had a home run number one overall pick for what seemed like three months. Everybody just kind of assumed it was Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. Who's going to get the first pick? It ended up being the Jags. And just by default, they're taking Trevor Lawrence. While I do think there's a clear-cut number one player in this draft, I don't think there's a clear-cut number one player that's taking overall. This is very much a crapshoot. I've seen four different names come up, and in, in in coincidentally, the Jacksonville Jaguars GM has said that there's four players he has on his radar, and I think a lot of that has to do with maybe being open to trading back. In my opinion, I think he would have already done that. I don't think there's a lot of want for the number one. Uh, with the with the no quarterback draft this year, as as quarterbacks are not as high profile. With that being said, I don't have a rooting interest here, um, but I do think that Aiden Hutchinson is going to go number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do think it would be a cool story for him to slip to two and go to Detroit. Um, but ultimately, I think that the Jags are going to make the smart move. They went out and spent quite a bit of money this offseason. Uh, obviously still trying to protect um, Trevor Lawrence. And I do think there's a potential that if they don't take Aiden, and I I do think he's the pass rusher of their choice, if they don't take Aiden, it potentially could be Evan Evan Neal out of Alabama. But I do like Aiden Hutchinson here at one. Sorry for the long-winded response, but this isn't going to be a normal, normal, more predictable. And that's okay. Um, I know that a lot of Lions fans happen to be Michigan fans as well. And I think there is a possible play here. I think they may want him so bad. I think there's a chance that the Lions take a later round pick, maybe 34, pull it with two to move up one spot for Aiden Hutchinson. I wouldn't put it past Dan Campbell. Um, I think the story would be cool. I think the fit's perfect. But Aiden Hutchinson is the best edge rusher in the draft, and it's a need for the Jags. So you're not going to see me push back too much on that. But the Lions come up here. quarterback's a possible need I don't think there's one worth taking it to here Um, but they also need an edge rusher and I know Trayvon um, Walker has been has been pushed a little bit here but I think that's Jag specific I don't think he's necessarily outright the first or second I think the Lions take Kayvon Thibodeau who would be the next best pass rusher in the draft at number two he was the over he was the consensus number one pick for a while then he got hurt. He didn't play in the bowl game. His draft stock's fallen a little bit as Aiden's overtaken him. Uh, I don't think we should forget that he is a dominant player, and I think that's what the Lions are looking for at number two. <clears throat> yeah, so this next one's very interesting. So if you're if you're not following along, uh, the Texans are on the clock at pick three. Um, this offseason, they did trade Deshaun Watson. And one of the surprises of last year um, – You know, Trevor Lawrence was picked number one. Lots of quarterbacks went in the first round. Mac Jones was probably the most, like, statistical best of the rest of them. But the quarterback that kind of surprised everyone was a later-round pick, Davis Mills, for the Texans. Uh, Completed over 70% of his – yeah, an absolute dog. Completed over 70% of his passes in a situation that he was picked to fail. So, ultimately, I think – Gosh, I, this is such a tough spot because literally if you're looking, you know, PFF has uh, their their needs, and it literally says every position. No other team has that <laughs> except for the Texans. It says every position. Um, For me, it seems like you'd go tackle here. 
but it also seems like they're going to try and make a splash. Gosh, there's a lot of ways you could go here. I think ultimately pass rusher, pass rusher, there's going to be a need for pass rusher and they'll see that. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Don't want to, don't want to overreact. You got to protect Davis Mills. I think I think so too. I think it's, I, th- I think it's Evan Neal here at three, Evan Neal at three to the Texans out of Alabama. He's a tackle. He's big. He's physical. He's, he's, he's pretty much consensusly most people's um, top tackle in this draft because he can play three spots. He's not necessarily the best tackle. I'm sorry. He's the best lineman because he's proven to play tackle guard and center, but uh, he is off the board for the Texans at three. The- yeah. I think the jets are interesting pick here. Um, they're, you know, they get to the clock here and they would have really liked to see one of those top two pass rushers potentially. Um, but both of them got taken out from underneath them. They need a wide receiver, but four is a little bit too high to take a wide receiver. Um, so you start looking what they need on defense and it's all three levels of the defense. They need defensive line linebacker and DB and corner. Um, I think one of the two monster DBs come off the board here. Uh, you have sauce Garner and you have Kyle Hamilton. Um, you start looking, you got to play Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hills now in the division. You need a guy who you think can be the number one corner. Sauce Garner goes four to the New York Jets. Sauce Garner, by the way, if you guys don't know a lot about him, in his career at Cincinnati, he's never allowed a touchdown. When he played Alabama last year in the playoffs, he allowed 14 yards on four targets. In his entire senior year in 14 games, he only allowed 131 yards. 6'3", 190. We'll see if it translates to the NFL. But if he's even a shadow of what he was in college, he'll be a top 10 corner in the league. It's really funny because obviously pass rushers are going to be plentiful at the top and and getting taken. And I do think that once the first corner comes off, we're going to see some urgencies there because I think there's three secondary players that are very good, um, Mm -hmm. Sauce being one of them. I think the Giants are going to try and pair two together. It it sounds crazy. Um, In my opinion, they need a lot of help on defense. Their defense was absolutely atrocious. Uh, I think that you have a shot to get Kyle Hamilton here. Everybody has him falling to maybe 11 or 12 now with some rant. A lot of times when these mock drafts go for so long, people start to overlook players like, ah, maybe he does. No, Kyle Hamilton here to the Jets or to the Giants, sorry, at five. I think he's big time. I think they're going to focus solely on defense here, and you're going to see Kyle Hamilton off the board. Yeah, they have Kyle Hamilton, Pro Football Focus. This should be a top five pick. 6'4", 220, can play in the box to suffice some of the need at linebacker in certain packages, can play over the top coverage. He was a do-it-all safety for Notre Dame. And you start to look at them losing Jabril Peppers. They have a need at that position that they didn't anticipate before the year ended. So I think it's a great pick. Now, here's where it gets interesting for me at the Carolina Panthers. And I know Anthony Bois. I mean, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what to do here. Um, you start to look at they do need offensive line very bad. And Akem Aquanu, I believe his name is, North Carolina State, has – I didn't think he'd make it through all five picks, and he's here for them. But you start to wonder, you know, you're getting a tackle to protect who. And I think who's the bigger question. Um, I think there's two quarterbacks, potentially people like Malik Willis is upside, but I believe Matt rule his history and the year he had, he was a Heisman finalist. I think a quarterback comes way sooner. The NFL always has a need for quarterback quarterbacks, no matter how bad they try and make them seem always go ahead of their marker. Maybe Carolina trades out of this pick in the draft. We're not doing that. Kenny Pickett. I think they take Kenny Pickett as the first quarterback off the board to Carolina. It's an interesting pick. I, I do. I'm curious to hear what you have to say, Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. Oh, he's not happy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, what boy. quarterback would you have wanted if you wanted a quarterback, or would you rather have seen them go offensive line here? I'll ask you, Jeff. Do you think Kenny Pickett would be the first quarterback off the board? 
or do you think it would be Willis? Truth, truthfully, other? I think it is smoke and mirrors as far as quarterbacks in the early first round. Um, I just don't see how that how that gets done in the in the current in the landscape of what this draft is. Obviously, I think quarterback is the most important position. But I just don't see it getting drafted above 15. I think somebody would move down. I think Carolina would move down. Ultimately, I don't think Carolina loves what they look like up on the offensive line, and they would absolutely have to take somebody. It's just I, – I, I say you roll with what you got with, with Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield, or you take a flyer on a later-round quarterback or wait for one of these guys to fall to you. Uh, Anthony's jumping in here. So basically he's saying if there's a lineman there, take him. Already paying Sam for another year, ultimately move back four to five spots. Yeah, I, I like the idea of Carolina trading back from this spot. Um, the way we're doing this, obviously, with no trades, mm-hmm. you're looking at offensive line or quarterback. And although a top lineman did did fall, I just I think you have to try and get your guy if you believe he's there. Um, but I see what you're saying. I, I mean – it was a harder decision than I anticipated because I thought Iquanu would be gone by now. But, you know, things change when you put a second person in the draft, let alone 32 different guys making decisions. So Giants back on the clock at seven. As their GM, I thought it was really important to get Kyle Hamilton in the building. You're losing Jabril Peppers. You lost Logan Ryan. Um, You needed a strong safety for the next 10 years on this team. But now you see that the Panthers have passed on an old lineman, in my opinion, too good to pass up. Akeem Aquanu is is drafted here at seven for the Giants tackle out of North Carolina State. All right. <clears throat> Falcons are on the board. Um, Falcons need a whole lot of mess. They need tons of everything. But they've lost Matt Ryan. They have Mariota on a one-year deal with $5 million guaranteed, ready to cut ties in 2023. And they want to do all that so that Malik Willis can take the reins at quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons going forward in a division that's full of young quarterbacks after Tom Brady leaves, which I guess we don't know when that's going to be. But you start to look around and you got to go with the, the Saints don't know what they're doing at quarterback. The, uh, the Falcons, the Panthers all have young you know, undecided what the future is going to look like at quarterback. Atlanta takes Malik Willis, heavy upside a year behind Marcus Mariota, and then they get going. So the Seahawks are sitting here listening to all the draft hype on Travion Walker. And ultimately he's there at nine. I don't think they pass him up. A couple of quarterbacks already off the board here in this mock. Ultimately, I don't think they're going quarterback regardless. Um, in my opinion, I think that's something they're willing to wait a year on and just kind of build the rest of their team because, let's be frank, they've struggled to do that over the last couple of years. Uh, Travion Walker here is uh, drafted to the Seahawks with their first pick. Jets are back on the clock. Um you know, there's probably three guys I think you could consider for number one, but it's time for a wide receiver to go. You can make a case for Drake London. You can make a case for Garrett Wilson, or you can make a case for the guy that the Jets are drafting at 10. No, James don't Williams. do it. Mother. Jamie- now the wide receiver train, uh, there will be at least, will be at least five wide receivers taken in the first round. With the first one coming off at 10, I think that catapults a race for teams to possibly start to trade up. I think this is when you're going to see the Chiefs, the Packers, maybe even the Lions start to make their moves up for some of these top wide receivers. Yeah, so Washington basically told Kyle Hamilton, if you're there at 11, that's you're, you're our pick. Uh, he'll be gone in this mock, but I do think they're willing to get a top-tier corner in Derek Stingley Jr., but at this point, with what's happened, quarterbacks falling, there's elite players still here. I think they're going to take a waiver on Drake London, um, a team that is basically trying to build themselves. They're not sure what they're doing at quarterback still. They've basically been in on, in on every quarterback, and it just hasn't gotten uh, gotten done. Uh, Drake London 
pick 11 to Washington. Yeah, the Vikings are on the clock, and they could use some work on the offensive line, and you see guys like Charles Cross or you see guys like Zion Johnson. You know, there's there's some guys still out there. But essentially every year it seems like the downfall of the Vikings is their cornerbacks, and somehow Derek Stingley Jr. has fallen to 12. I think the Vikings don't think twice, instant lock Derek Stingley Jr. to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I think as we sit here, you're looking at uh, the Texans who already drafted number number three overall. They got Evan Neal. They're happy with that. Um, they they look across. They look themselves in the mirror and they feel like they have something potentially with a quarterback. Um, their wide receiver position, while they did just re up Brandon Cooks, isn't exactly very deep, but their defense is absolutely abysmal. In my opinion, I don't think it's a reach. I think it's a a situation where they look themselves in the eye and they're like, we need to get fast at linebacker. They're going to take Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Devin Lloyd out of Utah. So the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. Um, they traded away an offensive lineman. They need interior defensive linemen. And the Ravens here, there is some top, a, a top corner still on the board. Trent McDuffie has climbed the radar, but they need interior defensive line. They have Calais Campbell, who's a mountain of a man. So why not put another one next to him? Jordan Davis, the athletic freak out of Georgia. Uh, we're talking about a man who's weighs 300 or 360 pounds and he ran sub five on the 40 yard dash. Um, I think that athleticism, you can't pass up. And um, yeah, I think the, I think the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens take Jordan Davis here. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. Obviously everybody's seen the, the, the highlight of, of Jordan Davis just absolutely obliterating the 40 yard dash for a man, his size, um, the Eagles, you know, that's something, you know, their offense was pretty good last year. They ran the ball, their offensive line moved around quarterbacks kind of up in the air. Uh, they did address the wide receiver spot in the first round, the last two years. I don't expect them to do it again, even though it hasn't been super productive that I think that's potentially a quarterback situation. Um, yeah, I mean, their needs here listed, uh, linebacker and defensive back Trent McDuffie here. I, I think is probably, yeah, I McDuffie. I think he's the pick out of Washington cornerback. Add him to the Eagles. Watch them to be a team that moves back though. They got a lot of draft capital. Yeah. Eagles are a team also that allowed a lot of big plays. Um, he didn't allow more than 39 yards in any game and only allowed two deep receptions in his entire career here by pro football focus. Um, that's incredible. That's a huge need and a great get for them. Trent McDuffie there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the Saints, I think a glaring need for them is wide receiver. Um, I know they need a new quarterback. Um, and I start to think to myself, why why did they make that trade at the Eagles to get a second pick in the first round? Um, they definitely need wide receiver, but you can get one of the top five at 19. I think there's a reason they traded to get to 16. I think they want a quarterback. I think they've signed Jameis Winston to, to, to two short contracts back to back. He's been hurt. They've committed Taysom Hill <clears throat> to be a playmaking position, not quarterback. I think they take um, <clears throat> Matt Corral on an old Miss here. Matt Corral goes to the Saints. The only reason you make a trade like this in a weaker draft to get a second first round pick is if it's a, if it's a quarterback, I think. So I'm taking Matt Corral. Yeah. Chargers on the clock. Um, it's been a team that has steadily improved over the last two ish years as they've gotten Justin Herbert and, and started to really explode. Um, I don't think this is a situation where, where Charles Cross, he's one of the top tackles available. I don't think he falls any further. They're going to continue to protect Justin Herbert. Yeah, this is. He's drafted here. There's no way this guy makes it to the Chargers in the real draft. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. 
Eagles on the clock at 18. Eagles are back on the clock. They took a corner. Linebacker's still a huge need. And the senior captain out of the championship Georgia Bulldogs is still there. Nakobe Dean's off the board at 18 to the Eagles. All right. Saints back up. They just drafted their quarterback. They feel fantastic about it. And at this point, they're looking for somebody to pair with Michael Thomas. Why not another Ohio State wide receiver, another speedster? Chris Olave possession. Possession guy. Oh. Chris Olave. Most GMs in this draft, from what I'm hearing, different sources say they think Chris Olave is the best receiver in this draft. It's interesting that he went third. Um, but yeah, Chris Olave there. This is very hard. Why is this hard, Brad? Because it's the Steelers. And <laughs> the Steelers, pick, pick the thing 20. is, is um, like, I know they said they wanted a quarterback, but I don't think Desmond Ritter or Sam, definitely not Sam Howell, are worth a pick here in the first round. I think those are second round guys. They need offensive linemen, possibly. Uh, Bernard Raymond is still on the board. But another fact of the matter is, is they lose Juju Smith-Schuster. They lose Ray Ray McLeod. They lose James Washington. Stephen Colbert, or Kevin Colbert. I'm sorry, not Stephen Colbert. That's funny. Kevin Colbert has, this is his last draft. He has never since he's taken over in 2001, not taken a wide receiver in the first three rounds. And he never would have anticipated Garrett Wilson being there at 20, and neither did I. I've done four mock drafts and never have even thought wide receiver. But you've lost three. You're not going to wait till the second round anymore when a guy like Garrett Wilson falls to you. And the Steelers draft a lot of Ohio State players, love guys out of the Big Ten. And weirdly enough, Garrett Wilson is going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Huh. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that I think we're just going to end this right now. Well, it's been fun. (laughs) You guys, uh, thanks for listening, but I'm officially pissed off. (laughs) Because Brad has now drafted Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson out from underneath me. The two wide receivers that I hope go to New England. Traylon Burks is still up there. Yeah, you know, honestly, New England's got a lot of needs. Wide receivers, the only offensive need, really. And then they they start to look at their – their uh the linebackers and their secondary gosh you know there's a couple different receivers that i thought would potentially be here and i could see new england trading back because they don't want to overdraft one but i do i'm very confident they're going wide receiver in this first round but there's one not there and for the sake of this draft they still need they need a corner or a linebacker unfortunately the kobe dean's gone I think it has to be Andrew Booth out of out of Clemson here. I think that's the pick. Obviously, you lose J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore, and back-to-back, actually in one season. Um, it's got to be Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. I don't think they're happy with that pick, though. I think they would have they would have wanted a wide receiver or or Nicobe Dean or even uh, um, gosh, I already drafted him, Devin Lloyd. We'll see, we'll see yeah. where that goes, though. Um, Green Bay Packers have two first-round picks, and all the Packers fans are screaming, let's get ourselves a wide receiver because we need one. Well, the fact of the matter is, when you start to look at the wide receivers, like Jeff just said, you know, in terms of trading back possibly, George Pickens from Georgia, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, three big wide receivers, even Christian Watson from North Dakota State, all still on the board and will be there at 28. So I think that they go ahead and beef up their offensive line with Bernard Raymond, a tackle out of Central Michigan. Um, It won't be the exciting pick that the Packers fans want, but it's something that, uh, you know, them guys in the front office of Packers, they run their own agenda. Yeah, I think, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers can can appreciate being protected at the end of the day. but the Arizona Cardinals are excited because they need some offensive line help, protect Kyler Murray. Um, and they got Tyler Lindebaum out of Iowa here. 
Um, some people are saying this is an absolute can't miss prospect and the best center we've seen in a couple of years. Unfortunately, centers just aren't drafted that high. Um, but watch out for Tyler Linderbaum to the Cardinals here at 23. You want to talk about pro football focus and what they rank. He's the highest graded FBS center, both last, both in 2020 and 2021. And in 2020, he allowed three pressures his entire season. Dude's an absolute animal. Pro Football Focus has him as a top 10 pick. But, of course, like you said, centers sometimes do just fall in the draft. Um, we've got the Dallas Cowboys here. Um, O-line, D-line, linebacker. I think O-line is what they're going to need. Their O-line is deteriorating fast. They like to build their offensive line on the inside out. You know, Zach Martin, things of that nature. Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson's a great run blocker, can pull and pass coverage and run coverage. He's a phenomenal interior offensive lineman, and uh, linemen go back-to-back here. The Dallas Cowboys take Zion Johnson. So the Buffalo Bills on the clock here at 25. And, you know, it's funny. I don't think this team has a ton of needs. The needs that PFF put down are wide receiver and defensive line, interior defensive line. And the thing is, is like they have Stephon Diggs. They have, uh, gosh, the guy that caught four touchdowns in the AFC title game. Thank you, Gabriel Davis. Davis. They have. They also signed Jameis Crowder. Yeah, Jameson Crowder is a very underrated pick or uh, pick up there in the offseason. But watch them to make an absolute splash and just try and keep up with the arms race that is the AFC. And they get George Pickens, a player a player they don't need necessarily to pop right away because he is coming off an injury. But uh, George Pickens to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, wide receivers start going again here late in the first round. The Titans, they could use a lot of work on their offensive line, but most of those guys are gone but they need wide receiver A.J. Browns in contract disputes. They lost Julio Jones. That didn't really work out. So from Arkansas, they're going to grab Traylon Burks, someone who I thought may be the fourth receiver off the board, fourth or fifth, has fallen a little bit. But the Titans are delighted to get him. Hang on here. I'm catching up. So you got an interesting one here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, obviously, they could use some probably some O line help, but ultimately, a player got injured that was supposed to be a potential top twenty pick in this draft, Torres Achilles, and I think they're going to look at this pick and say, you know what, we're willing to to wait another time, wait another year on this player, or potentially a postseason run. David Ajabo out of Michigan gets picked twenty seven to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Brady tosses in a little word for his Michigan faithful there. He's got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Packers need a wide receiver now. Got to take one. They're looking for someone who who can play up north, make some splash plays, and was maybe good with some subpar quarterback play at times. And they take Jahan Dotson from Penn State. He goes up to Green Bay to uh, to be the number one receiver with Aaron Rodgers. Well, maybe not number one. There's still plenty of free agents they could pick up too, but. Yeah. Well, Chiefs Chiefs on back-to-back picks here. I mean, wide receiver, I don't necessarily agree, is one of their top needs, but a lot of people have them potentially taking one. Um, PFF actually has them down for one. Ultimately, I think this is an area where they're like, you know what, we just need to make sure that nobody can – people are going to pass in today's league, but let's try to be good at it. Um, let's get a player that can defend multiple positions. Daxton Hill out of Michigan, another Wolverine. Yep. Um, and my mock draft, I had Ojabo and Hill going to the Chiefs. Um, they take a DB there, though. Um, that's nice. Uh, I think they also need some help on the D-line to uh, to get after it. Um, I think they're going to take a Georgia guy here, Devontae Wyatt, interior D-line. Park him right next to Chris Jones, and they're gonna they're gonna fill up the middle. I think that's gonna be their way to disrupt offenses. Yeah, Bengals. Obviously, you guys all watched the Super Bowl, struggling to protect um, Joe Burrow at times. They went out and they spent a ton of money this offseason on offensive line help. Um, I don't think it stops, and I think they get Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, another tackle. 
bringing in Ted Karras from New England in the offseason. They can move him to guard. They can move him to center. They can do a few different things with him. They just need to get as much depth and as much talent on that line as possible, and I think they'll do that. Yeah, so we have um, we have the Lions back up here at the end of the round. Remember, they have another pick at 32. Um, one of the things for the Lions here is they need – see, a lot of people say their needs are on defense. But at one point in time, the Lions had a stat that if they would just have scored over 20 points, they would have had a positive record at one point. So I don't think the defense is the issue. They've already got an edge rusher. But when you start to look at maybe wide receivers, they compare with Amon Ross St. Brown. They've got Christian Watson here. I think he's he should be much more looked at than what he is. But I don't know if they'll go and reach for that. There's just not as much that they want on the offensive side. I think they're going to have to go defense, best player available. They're going to get George Karloftis out of Purdue. They're going to take two edge guys, and they're going to get after Aaron Rodgers. They know to win the division – you're going to have to keep up with some of the, the, the other teams. And Kirk Cousins, good quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback. And Justin Fields, you're going to have to disrupt them. They take two edge rushers in the first round. First round. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think the Lions would hate that. It definitely shores up a defensive line for years to come. If you look at the Bengals, they were really good in three areas. Quarterback, wide receiver, pass rush. I mean, if you can be good in those three areas, you can almost drag a team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, um I, I don't I don't hate that for the Lions. I mean, I, I think a lot of people would be like, ah, they wouldn't take two. Maybe they would, you know. Um, to recap, is there anything that you see that you're like, ah, no way that player falls, or I wish this player does fall, or where? Obviously, I didn't select a single quarterback. You um, took, uh, I think, two, or did you take three? You took three quarterbacks. Three. I did not take a single uh, one. I, Sam Sam Howell will not go in the first round. Um, be interested to see if Desmond Ritter does. I just think that it's always smoke and mirrors when it comes to these quarterbacks, but teams with quarterbacks are oftentimes just pressured to try and get one. It always happens every year. I think like even last year we were like, I just like are all five quarterbacks going to go and none of them, like they were all gone by 15, you know, some quarterbacks go and teams trade up and make splash moves for them. And, I think that the Panthers, if they can't trade out a six, I think they do go quarterback. Malik Willis is going to go. And then whoever your third best is. Um, in terms of who I want to fall, I mean, I hope the Steelers could get a Desmond Ritter in the second round. I just don't know if he's first-round talent. Um, obviously, whoever your team drafts, you're going to cheer for. But there just doesn't seem to be as much hype around, like, a certain three or four players this year. It's just kind of like a pool of players that, you know, we're going to have to see what we get. It doesn't seem like there's that dominant draft class like the last few years have been. Yeah, the one the one thing that I'm, I'm taking away from this is, as a Patriots fan, I this has always been a Bill Belichick special where he sees himself in the mid-20s or, or the late 20s, and he trades out of the pick, and he trades down and, and takes some capital. Well, he just recently traded down in some random ass way. He traded, I think, the fifth pick, the fifth round pick for a sixth and seventh. I don't know if that's just for more capital or what. I could see Bill Belichick moving up into the into the teens to try and get a top receiver that he wants. There's too many good ones, and you're not great at drafting them. So don't take a flyer on some random player. Go out and get an elite guy like a Jameson Williams, a Garrett Wilson. Um, those are my two top choices. I'd be fine with Alave as well. Um, and it's uh, it's kind of funny when you talk about the Patriots outside looking in. You know, Bill Belichick for like one of the first times, you know, going into last season or two seasons ago, he made a lot of uh, free agency plays to boost the offense. They drafted a quarterback, and now Bill Belichick, to my understanding, he's going to be in charge of the offense now. He's handing over defense to, to potentially, son, potentially. So. When you look at Bill Belichick, yeah. is he going to want to make himself look a little better and, and maybe go offense, change up what he's doing? Because like a lot of people say, Bill Belichick does trade back quite often. But yeah. in this draft, a lot of teams are trying to trade back, but the ambition to trade up isn't matching the ambition to trade back. You know, Bill Belichick just seems to do what everyone else isn't doing. So if everyone's trying to trade back in this draft, this may be the one where Bill says, you know what? 
for a cheaper price, we can move up and get some guys that, you know, he sees that are really good. I could absolutely see the Patriots trade up. Uh, Eric Anderson in here could make an argument for Ritter with his mobility arm and win percentage in college. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And when you talk about what happened at the combine, um, Ritter won basically every, every um, statistical category for athletics, 40 time on quarterbacks, broad jump, high jump, really athletic. And on the blackboard, uh, they say that Desmond Ritter had great recall was one of the smartest quarterbacks but he just lacks that dominant arm strength, which if you're, if you're willing to work around that, you absolutely could. And I know some people are making a case late that I guess Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral absolutely bombed the Wanderlick test. I don't know how much you put into that, but. I, I did see that Kenny Pickett bombed the Wanderlick test. Yeah, and, uh, I did see yeah, that. Him and Matt Corral both put in sorry efforts on the Wanderlick. Uh, if it's to my knowledge, I believe Matthew Stafford has the highest Wanderlick score ever and he's uh, a super winning quarterback now so maybe you need it maybe you don't Fitzpatrick though have, have the high or one of the highest I I was always told it was Matthew Stafford that had the highest but I don't know it could be I don't know well, no e- either way I mean it's just like how much do you put into the wonderlick I mean clearly he was on the football field and played good and they said you know Kenny Pickett flew under the radar his first three seasons but in his fourth season he got a different offensive coordinator. They played more of a pro style and he really started to light it up. Plus he had the really cool fake slide. Yeah. I just think ultimately and, and your dad just said it and I'm with him. I would not be shocked if zero quarterbacks go in this first round or if people just get finally like antsy and they're maybe they're waiting for the second round and they trade into the first round, like late though, like it, 25 26 27 with these super bowl contender teams that don't really give a shit about having a first round pick they'd be like oh we could trade out for more capital i could see that happening yeah um so two things one the wanderlick test ryan fitzpatrick 48 carson wentz 40 matt stafford 38 josh allen 37 rogers 35 so yeah a lot of good quarterbacks scoring some pretty high scores on the uh, wanderlick test so you could say it means something absolutely but again, with the quarterbacks, we talk about like, oh, is, there's not that home run guy. And, you know, it's not talked about the same way. Man, I just think that they could say whatever they want. Quarterbacks always just matter too much that they end up going. I don't, I'm not saying there's going to be a ton, but I think we see three quarterbacks. I think we see Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett go. And I know Eric, I talked to him at work and a lot of his mock drafts. The Lions could potentially need a quarterback. I could see them at 32, maybe taking a Matt Corral or a Desmond Ritter behind Jared Goff. I just think that every year, even if the talent's not there, we see quarterbacks go simply because they're just such a high need around the NFL. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you. I think ultimately anybody could potentially go. I just think this is a year that people go out and get their depth. They're, they're willing to wait on a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud next year and not be the ones to look stupid over drafting a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, that's true. I guess what kind of helps them a little bit is, okay, the quarterbacks are bad. That means everything else is dominant, right? Oh, I mean, after you get out of the top 10, I mean, outside of wide receiver and maybe wide receiver, edge, and pat, or offensive line, wide receiver, and edge rushers seem to be a little bit deep. But on the offensive side, outside of wide, I mean, you just, I don't know, there's there's just a, not enough dominant talent to say we need to get him over taking a shot at a quarterback. Yeah, no, I think we we, ulti- we ultimately we ultimately agree. We ultimately agree. I definitely see some somebody making that reach, but I could definitely see people not making that reach, is I guess where, where I'm at with it. So uh, let's see here. Seattle reaches for Ritter. I have a feeling Sam Howell is Detroit's first round guy. If Coral is gone, take Carson Strong later in the round. I'm Eric. I'm guessing you mean at 32 and not two. Um, okay, yeah. And then Brad, don't see any yes, one player absolutely. who blows me away this year. Brad, I, I'm really excited about the wide receiver talent, Brad. Personally, uh, Jeff, what school had most first rounders in this mock of yours? Uh, was it Michigan or Ohio State? Alabama. Was either uh, well, Evan. Evan Neal from Bama, Jameis Williams. Um, Ohio State, you have Olave and Wilson. Uh, Ojabo, Daxton Hill, and Hutchinson. There's three Michigan players. That might actually be it. 
it, or it might have been Bama or Georgia. Actually, it might have been Georgia. I think Georgia had four of them, didn't they? A Kobe Dean. Yeah, we had Devin Wyatt, Nicobe Dean. Um, what's his? Uh, you had that what, Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. Um, and George take, Pickens. Yeah, George Pickens and Devin Wyatt. So five from Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's probably, yeah. And, and to be honest, Georgia won the national title and looked unbeatable at times, so that's not shocking. Yeah, and what, all but one of them are on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah. Two linebackers and two interior defensive linemen. So the front seven yeah. of Georgia goes in the first round. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys dug that we did this on a Tuesday night. We wanted to get this in. Um, we were pretty much going to force ourselves to record a pod this week for the draft. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it live. I would love to see you guys' instant reactions and your picks and some predictions for the draft. And you guys were awesome. Super helpful. Um, do the Giants look at Brees Hall in second round with Saquon injury problems? You know, it's really funny. So we were going to talk about Debo for some reason. We never did. Watch out for the Giants to trade one of their two picks in Saquon Barkley for Debo Samuel. I, I said that on the Facebook page not too long ago, you know, with some with some of the trade options at quarterback. I, I, it was for a different person yeah, um, than Debo, but it was like that same premise that, like, I've heard that both New York teams would like to trade back with their second pick. The Jets at 10 and the um, Giants, I think they said they would be willing to trade the fifth pick. So both those New York teams are looking to possibly move. We'll see. Like I, I said, I, Debo, that's such a wild card where he's going. Do you think he gets traded on draft day, before draft day, for a first-round pick, I, anything like that? I just feel like they have to do it. And if this 49ers are so stubborn that they wait till after the draft, I think it'll diminish the value because so many teams are willing to give away first-round picks this year. But, I mean, what do the 49ers really need? I, I mean, if they lose Debo, I guess a wide receiver, but they're not hard-pressed that they need draft picks. Kansas City doesn't make a play for Debo, do they? I don't think they can good. afford him. I don't think they can afford him. It had to almost be a rental. The salary cap's fake. It is for the Rams. It's not fake for anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. It'll be – I don't know. I don't see him going before the first round, so I don't think t- teams can bank on that. Um, if you guys all – all you guys that are listening, I, I appreciate these questions. Um, put your favorite team and who – if you liked who we had them draft, if you would like a reminder what you'd like to see them do, maybe the only thing you don't want them to do, for example, with the Steelers. I'll be happy, honestly, whoever they pick at 20, as long as it's not Sam Howell. Um, I'll root for whatever quarterback they want to take. The only thing I don't want to see is the Steelers trade up in the draft for a quarterback. I don't think any of them are worth that. Um, I know, Anthony, you were upset that I had you taken Kenny Pickett, but, I mean, the offensive lineman, Aquanu, I mean, he's absolutely a viable choice. Cornerback or O-line? Yeah, I think, Dad, I think there's a chance with the Steelers trying to make a splash I think there's a chance that they could move up to try and get Derek Stingley Jr. if he falls for a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Steve uh, Colbert on his last draft. It'll be interesting to see if he tries to make a splash move or, or what. Uh, Pitts, he's saying Pittsburgh's. He didn't get to hear it because of connection issues. Who did you take for Pittsburgh? Um it, it fell to us. So, Dad, I'm, I'm going to talk to you right here. Garrett Wilson. Listening? It fell to us. Um, there wasn't a great offensive lineman. All the good DBs were gone. There was four or five taken ahead of us. We lost James Washington, Ray Ray McLeod, Juju, Deontay's in contract discussions. Um, we took Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State is what I had. Um, you'd like to see us wait till maybe the second or third to take a good wide receiver to add to our, our ranks, but – and Garrett Wilson gives whatever quarterback we have the utmost chance to be, you know, a good quarterback. Yeah. So just so you guys know, thanks for tuning in tonight. I do, I do have the results from our draft up on the Facebook page. If you guys are following that, it's uh, it's right there. Um, the entire thing, picks, players, all that stuff. So. 
And uh, it, it's fun to do this with Jeff all the time because, like I said, I've done three mock drafts, all pretty similar. And, you know, I had an idea for how it goes. So what do I do? I just give Jeff every other pick, and my mock draft doesn't look anything really like this one does. So it's just, you know, you start to think, man, there's 32 GMs, each with one team. You never know what kind of things they'll do to get the guy they want. You already see with, like, the Jaguars, head coach, owner, and GM all have different guys they want, but they've been on the clock for four months now. There's just a lot of different things that go into it, and it's so fun that anything can happen on draft night. A lot of people get their dreams made, you know, getting into the NFL, and it's just a, God, I love the draft. And there was very little preparation for this today. Like literally as, as today was rolling by, I was going to text Brad. I'm like, I I assume that I would take the odds and he would take the evens because of the Patriots picking an odd and the, and the Steelers picking an even. And all of a sudden at three 30, I I get a text today. He's like, do you want odds or evens? And then he texts me that the Steelers pick 20 and the Patriots pick 21. I responded with, you know, he's like, I'm just saying, I think it'd be interesting if we pick other teams. And I'm like, well then let's switch. And then he literally texts me back a couple hours later. He's like, actually, what if we just did this? So we ended up switching again, but no preparation off the cuff. I think we did all right. I'm pissed about New England's pick, but other than that, I'll live. Yeah, it's hard to to, to love the pick or hate the pick sometimes until they get out on the field and produce. You know, I, even though it was only one year, I still remember sitting in the living room with uh, with Bloody. And we draft Juju Smith-Schuster in the second round. And we looked at each other and said, who in the hell is that? And then, you know, he comes out, plays opposite of A.B. And, I mean, he's one of the best twos in the league. So, there's always different things. You know, I really wanted T.J. Watt. But, my, you know, Dad's like, is he going to be as good as J.J.? Like, do we know that? Are we just drafting him for his name? You know, look what he came to be. So, we also drafted Artie Burns in the first round. You know, that'll happen. So, it's just it's fun to see, you know, how it's going to work out and, Get you talking about NFL again, and that's just a buzz I can live with. Yeah. Well, guys, um, like I said, thanks for joining us on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. Um, go watch some NBA playoffs. They've been absolute dynamite. Go watch the Tigers continue to kick ass, even though they haven't this year. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I got. I think that's a wrap, Brad. Yeah. No, well, just by the way, Adam Schefter three minutes ago, GM Scott Fitterer told Sam Darnold that the Panthers may add a quarterback on draft day. Oh boy. Oh Uh-oh. boy. Here we go. Uh-oh. Draft's about to kick up. It's smoke season. <laughs> All, the gaze. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. We out real talk. Yep. Take it easy.